You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. This will be episode number 60 uh, daily episodes. This is a lot of fun. I feel I get to check in and share and, and you know, kind of uh, grow together here on this uh, this journey of NFTs. And, you know, as always, I try to highlight or, or kick off, you know, a couple um, projects that are out there that I think you guys check out. Uh, and maybe most of you guys have heard you did here or, uh, you know, the interview I did with the founder of Meta Athletes, uh, but definitely recommend checking out that project. It's the first project that I came in on as a partner. Um, I'm helping from, you know, an advisory a coaching uh, perspective and just love the team. Uh, so big shout out to uh, Meta Athletes. Uh, the first drop is uh, January 11th, uh, and then they're doing a second drop uh, on February 22nd. Um, so if you missed the first one, you can definitely jump in on the second one. And I believe the third one will be um, in March as they build up that 10,000 uh, collection. Uh, and you know, on this episode, I really wanted to just dive a little bit into brands. I haven't got a lot into brands. And for those that don't know my background, you know, this is really more my sweet spot than B2C. Uh, I built my business uh, in a B2B manner. I've worked with a lot of giant brands from IBM to Dell to Samsung to SAP to Hewlett Packard to uh, the Super Bowl to UFC to Applebee's to, uh, you know, uh, Yahoo, MGM Grand. Uh, those are all past clients of mine. And and mostly what I've worked on is helping them embrace new technology, uh, early adopters, everything from Google Hangouts to Twitter chats to live streaming video, uh, kind of a wide variety of things that I've worked with brands on. And I think the NFT space, you know, part of the reason I haven't really focused 100% in on brands is that, you know, I have definitely noticed the, you know, celebrity endorsed podcast or the celebrity endorsed uh, NFT projects, um, even in some cases, the athlete endorsed projects. And then uh, the brand projects, you know, they've been much more uh, fails than they have been successes. And, you know, I, I sometimes attribute that to, you know, a culture that is in the early adoption phase, especially one that is focused on decentralization, which is what everyone here in Web3 is talking about. Um, the idea of like, supporting big brands seems against the norm of what most would think is like what people want in this space. But I'm going to hopefully give you a kind of a different perspective on that because I believe brands can play a massive role in this NFT space. And they, they already are in some cases, right? We know that Adidas bought, uh, you know, aboard Ape Yacht Club. They, they launched uh, a drop on that, which had a horrible um, launch on it, but they did a, a really good job on uh, disaster recovery. And, and although they haven't done anything since the drop, so that's a whole nother uh, conversation. Uh, you know, we've had Pepsi, we've had um, Applebee's. Uh, of course, you know, there, there was also some, you know, big, uh, movie brands as far as like the matrix, uh, you know, and there also have been the other brand ones that, you know, I have a, a couple of those in, in the sense of, uh, some of the, you know, uh, you know, ghostbusters was one that, that dropped out, uh, that dropped an NFT as well. Um, and you know, and there, I mean, there's lots of brands that have kind of dabbled in the space, but you know, I think part of it from a, if we're thinking about it from a collector investor, uh, perspective 
is I believe, you know, brands just launching their own collection, like what Budweiser did. And I know Vayner, uh, Vayner NFTs is doing a lot in this space right now. You know, I think part of the thing that is the mistake is I still believe that brands want to own the customer, own the audience. And in this space, I actually believe they can actually flip it on its head if they're willing to give up all that ownership uh, to their audience, right? I think for a lot of these brand drops, like doing that, the brand drop for free and then kind of growing from there. I think uh, Time Magazine, a big shout out to the Time Magazine team, uh, Keith Grossman and that team there, they've done an amazing job of doing NFT drops. And of course, my personal favorite is the Playboy drop with the Rabbitars. I'm a, I'm a Rabbitar holder. I, I minted some of them and uh, you know, I did a whole episode uh, way back in the first couple of weeks of the podcast on why I think every brand should learn uh, and study the uh, Playboy Rabbitar rollout. But I, I wanted to actually share from a different perspective on this episode is just like our thought of the idea of like, what if, you know, brands, rather than thinking that they need to launch their own collection or partner with a collection um, from a standpoint of like buying an NFT and then making it kind of like a um, an expansion or a, a derivative project, what if brands looked at it and said, how can I you know, leverage this as employee advocacy? And how can I empower my employees to jump into these different communities and you know, be NFT holders? And then ultimately, you know, become extensions of the brands to not only um, you know, be a part of the community, but it's also a great way to like listen and learn to what people want, to what they care about. Like, I mean, if you are a brand right now and you are targeting dads um, and anything from, you know, things in the kitchen to um, beer, to energy drinks, to, um, I mean, CBD, to any of that like space, like you should have your team in Crypto Dads right now. Because the discussions that are happening in Crypto Dads, like, there was a discussion going on the other day um, about different beard trimmers. And I'm currently growing out my beard longer than I ever have. And I was laughing because the amount of info that was shared there on buying habits and trends and like things that that uh, everyone was looking for, you know, if I was a, a, a beard trimmer company, um, I think you could, you could really transform your, in, your market. You could really even change your marketing approach if you were in um, that community. And I will say like, I am bullish and massive advocate for employee advocacy. I think most brands try to market um, and use influencers, uh, which, you know, are outside trust vehicles. Um, but sadly, they should actually focus more on the people that are already inside the walls and the people that are already on the payroll and how they can empower them uh, to be, you know, grow their personal brand, to tell their story. And, you know, I've helped launch and worked with um, some great teams over at IBM and Dell and SAP on their um, employee advocacy programs. But I think part of that problem was always, you know, how do you balance like this, like, you know, business or for the personal or how does that all work? And, and I think part of this can be for brands that, you know, maybe you're a leader in a brand space here is, you know, what if you were, you know, you were buying it, you know, if you're a manager, part of your budget was to buy, uh, you know, three NFTs for your, your team members. Um, and, you know, you could figure out the wallet nuances. I can, I could help with that if someone wanted to kind of think about it from a, like a, a multi-sig wallet, but um, so that the brand doesn't, you know, the, the employee doesn't run away with the NFT. But, um, and, and you were able to, to give that to your, you know, to your members and not really telling them, Hey, go hawk my brand. Like, please don't do that. Uh, don't go shilling and dropping, you know, 
you know, white paper links in a Discord, please, for the love of God. Nobody in the world right now is saying, I wish I had more white papers. Um, <laughs> no, no. Well, actually, there's a diss on white papers as a whole. But, you know, imagine if you were able to, you know, hey, go in there, you know, engage, build some relationships. And, you know, if there's things that come up or, you know, feedback that you hear or things that we should be aware of, you know, report back to us. And I've said this a lot that I believe, you know, every creator um, has the option or you know, has the ability to create their own NFT series. And it can be in a wide variety of things. But I believe you must be a collector first. And I would say for brands, I actually think not only your leadership team and the team that's be launching the NFTs. But what about your employees that aren't on marketing, aren't on PR and comms? Like, what if you were, you know, if you're planning to launch an NFT project, why not, you know, give, you know, a, an NFT to a, a couple of the people in your team and, and have them kind of say like, hey, what was your favorite part about being in this NFT community? What are things that you liked about this community, right? And I think there, there are some really big opportunities for brands to empower uh, their employees to change the dynamic um, and, and really play in this NFT space without it having to be their own drop, their own launch and all of the things that play there. The other part of this is, you know, I know a lot of brands, one of them that I'm working with, you know, full disclosure um, with uh, Oracle, you know, Oracle has been a client. I've worked with them on many different facets over the years, speaking at a lot of their events. And they have a massive focus um, in 2022 on mental health education, uh, especially mental health uh, ramifications for those that are working from home. And for me, like there are a lot of NFT projects that are really focused on this idea of mental health and, you know, changing the conversation and bringing in experts into the discord. And I think there's a ma- there's like a really great opportunity to rather than like trying to get them into your webinar for the brand, why not come into the, the you know, the discord from the standpoint of like, you know, sweeping the floor, buying up some of the NFTs, giving them out to you know the community members and letting them know like, hey, We've done some research. We have some papers. We have some um, data that we would love to um, share if anyone wants on that. You know, if they want to, um, you know, kind of dive deeper in the in the mental health space. And if you're doing it in a, in a place where you're giving, um, you know, before you're asking, but really you're not even asking, right? You're just telling like, hey, here's some additional um, support. I believe that it can be uh, of massive value. And and I think that's the other piece of this that is um, kind of overlooked is that you know the you know there are there's a ways that we can launch projects where within the smart contract, we can give a percentage of that smart contract to a foundation or towards multiple people, right? So we can say, you know, 10% of the uh, secondary sales um, is going to be pulled out and 3% is going to go to this foundation. 3% is going to go to like a community wallet. And then 3% is going to go to um, maybe it's, you know, our our support team or, or people that we can, you know, kind of embrace other projects. And I think there's there's some really unique ways that brands can think of it that way as well. And then the other part of it is, you know, please, I think brands, the other mistake, and I, and I, I was talking about the NFL yesterday, you know, I hold uh, uh, seven or eight um, NFTs from the NFL that, that dropped on Thanksgiving. And I will say like the NFTs themselves, the art is uh, is pretty neat. But I knew when I bought them that there wasn't going to be much of a marketplace or attention on that place because the NFL made their own website, their own like little uh, landing page. Uh, and I'll include the, the link in the show notes here for those that are interested in checking that out. But, you know, they, uh, but, you know, when they announced it on Thanksgiving, I, I believe the floor was you could buy any of the uh, NFTs, I believe for $100. Uh, by the time I got in there, most of them were like at 300 or 400 You know, I bought some Pittsburgh Steelers ones. I bought a Buffalo Bills one. Um, I bought like a, a Las Vegas Raiders one. 
But the thing that I thought of when I saw that was, well, the NFL is not going to do a great job of educating the audience on why you should hold these NFTs. So we have to kind of treat them as collectibles more so than an NFT that has utility or, you know, instant resale market. And then I, you know, the other part that I kind of approached to this uh, concept of of the NFL um, being the, uh, you know, the, the case was, you know, I knew that like on the Super Bowl, there's no doubt that there will be NFT commercials. There'll be a conversations around NFT. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL dropped the, an NFT for all of the Super Bowl attendees. I, you know, I've attended uh, four Super Bowls over my time that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been in as a, as a season ticket holder. Um, and we've seen some, some of the teams do that. I know the New York Jets are doing that right now. Uh, I believe the Buffalo Bills just did it recently. But the problem is, if you're just giving an NFT for NFT's sake, and it's just kind of like a, a digital twin to, the, like, to remember the game that you went to, I don't think you're doing yourself a a service. Like I actually think we have to think about it from the standpoint of like, imagine if you said that everyone who had one of the NFTs from the first season, we're going to give them, um, you know, a special code that gives them a discount on the NFL game pass for next year. Or if you were a team, like, you know, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, so diehard Steeler fan. You know, if you were saying like, hey, I know not everyone can come to uh, Pittsburgh or afford a, a ticket, but if you, you know, participate in our, you know, our fan days on Saturdays before the games next season, if you participate in seven of the 17 weeks, then um, during the Super Bowl or during the Super Bowl week, we're going to give you an exclusive day access, you know, virtually um, to the NFL experience so that we know that not everyone can come, but we're going to give you that access. And, and I will say, you know, the one leading the charge in this, um, like from a brand and, and sport perspective is without question NBA uh, with NBA Top Shot. And I got to um, have a really great conversation with the team over there that's running the NBA, um, you know, kind of crypto NFT Web3 uh, experience. And I'm going to I'm gonna hopefully give them on uh, the podcast uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I did reach out to them um, and they've done it really well. Right? They They've, they're doing for the, the all-star game, they were doing an all-star experience where if you went to your local, um, you know, meetup for your team in your area and you collected these PO apps, these local, um, you know, NFTs, then you could actually turn them in and have the chance to win an all expensive paid trip to the actual all-star game. Um, and they were also looking at it from the standpoint of like, what are the most popular cities that are participating in this? And then they were deciding to do a pop-up event during the all-star game in the cities that had the most people that were participating in this NFT collection. And I think that's just a, such a, a really fun and, and dynamic use case that, you know, I, I end every one of these daily episodes uh, with, you know, the use cases of NFTs. And I will say like that to me is an NFT use case that we can think about from brands is that, you know, what if you did it to better understand where your super fans are, who's willing to take action and then how you could transfer between the digital metaverse and the offline world, right? And I think there's some, you know, we oftentimes like make assumptions to where our audience is, especially from a brand perspective, especially big enterprise brands. But I think being able to, you know, use NFTs and especially like proof of attendance uh, style NFTs, uh, you can merely get creative with that. And I will tell you, you know, for this podcast, uh, I've teased it out, but we are going to be, you know, the next, let's just say two episodes from now, uh, we're going to release a, a proof of podcast uh, NFT. And so uh, although it's a daily uh, podcast, we're going to release 
um, special episodes are going to have a special keyword and you'll be able to during you know the 24 hours of that episode launching you'll be able to take that keyword put it in on a website and you're going to get an nft that is custom just for you for that episode and then if you collect a certain amount of those proof of podcast uh, listener um, nfts i'm going to send you free free merchandise free swag and even give you the opportunity to have uh, you know, a one-on-one call, and even uh, win one of our our founders' um, NFTs that we have. That you know, we just sold. Uh, we sold twenty-two of them at at five thousand dollars each. And for me, it's part of that is like, hey, I want to know who's listening, but I also want to like give people another reason to listen right away to keep their notifications on. And I think as brands, as leaders, we can we can take that uh, approach to it. And the last thing I'll say from a, a brand uh, mindset is. What if the goal for a brand getting into NFTs in 2022 was to be the, the, the amplifier and celebrator of, of amazing creators and artists and leaders that are, are, are doing great foundation work and, and giving back to their community? And you spent the entire year just, you know, looking at projects, amplifying people, celebrating them, you know, bringing them onto your, you know, doing an interview with them so you can have them on the blog with no intention, no like a secondary motive of like, hey, we're going to release something next year. And then after you did that for that whole year, just looking at it from the standpoint of like, hey, these are the things that, that really stood out to us. And then coming back and saying, you know what, I'm going to go back to all of those foundations and I'm going to get and all those people that were doing great things this this year. And I'm going to give them the ability to create an NFT with us the upcoming year, right? Like this co-creation in Web3, I believe, is a massive win. We need to co-create. We need to collaborate. It is not about ownership. It, you know, I've, I've said this for a while on stage. You know, part of my keynote is I have a giant photo of uh, Kevin Costner uh, coming out of the cornfield, right, from the, the movie Field of Dreams. And the truth is, if you build it, in 2022, nobody is coming and nobody cares. We don't care if you just, hey, I have a new NFT series. Hey, we're, we're launching a new Instagram live um, series. Hey, our, we have a new YouTube channel. What we have to recognize in 2022 especially is we need to go to where our audience currently is, provide value, um, give back, you know, be part of where your audience is. And that will actually inspire them to come to you and want more and crave more. And I mean, part of this is the proof in the, uh, in the NFT launches that have failed. A lot of big brands just assumed that they could sell out or that their NFTs would be get, you know, very successful because they're a big name or they have big credibility. But that's not the case because in this space, a lot of it is like, how much can we trust that the people that are launching a project are going to execute on what they said? And how much can we trust that they care about the creators and the individual holders of the NFT more so than, you know, some of the things that, you know, have kind of been conveyed. And, and I, I think there's also just the tendency to believe that, you know, if a brand is getting in, uh, in the early adoption phase, there are people that are going to assume that it's a money grab or it's just like, you know, they're taking advantage of an audience that is, is, is naive. And I will say like, I mean, I have friends that said, Brian, I wasn't getting into NFTs until I saw this, this brand or this celebrity um, jump in and I bought it and it, it was, there's nothing to it. Like it's a complete waste of time. Like NFT, NFTs are crap. And I think that's such an unf- unfortunate aspect of this space is that we, we do have to recognize that, you know, Spider-Man reference of, you know, with great power, comes great responsibility and understand that, you know, there is oftentimes assumptions. And 
it is really weird for me. I am a brand B2B person, right? I, my full time, like what pays my bills and my primary source of revenue is a keynote speaker and, and digital futurist, right? I, I speak at well over 60 events a year. I've been doing that now for over seven years. And I will say like for me, like when I get on stage, when I'm having these conversations with um, the audiences, you know, like I am such a big believer in this idea of, you know, lifting each other up. And I'm big into, you know, brand value and, and connecting beyond the walls. And I actually think we're going to see a shift uh, where a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs, but recognize that there's so much value that a brand can have. But even for me, as someone that like, I've literally built my entire business in a B2B sense, you know, I've never had an online course to sell. I don't have a book to sell. I never had any of these like direct to consumers. I went and asked, asked brands to sponsor my podcast, sponsor my live videos, and then I gave free content to the audience. I will say the NFT space, if I see that it's a brand launch, it's strike one. And that's weird coming from someone that is such a bullish person on on brands, but it's partially because like how how well do you know the culture in the space? And I, I challenge everyone if you're listening to this and you're you're kind of like wow okay I'm rethinking my approach to brands and NFTs. My challenge to you is go back and listen to the episode where I, I talked about Playboy, uh, the Playboy Rabbitars. Um, and I believe the title of the episode is like uh, how a, a, a 65 year old company. Um, is setting the bar for NFTs. And what I, the reason I use Playboy Rabbitars as an example is, you know, like Playboy had no, has no, had no brand affiliation with me since I was like 18 years old, right? I'm 40 years old now. Um, and, but, you know, I also am a massive Hugh Hefner fan and what he did as an entrepreneur, um, how he approached disruption and his, you know, his goals of not allowing um, or, or trying to fight against um, regulation and uh, you know, people that are trying to quiet uh, those that are, you know, or segment or silence those that are, are wanting to speak up. And, and I was a big fan of that. But I will say what Playboy did that was just so beautiful is that they did so many things that are beautiful. And you can listen to the whole podcast. But they also recognized that although they had a team, they needed to hire somebody that was really active in this space. And they hired Jennifer. And you know I've been shouting out Jen uh, a bunch, so uh, I'll give her another shout out. But they hired Jen, who was hyperactive in the NFT space. It's actually why I ended up buying an NFT from Playboy, is that I had heard her talking NFTs as an artist, as a community man- member, for many weeks and many months. And the fact that they hired someone that was already in the space, and then they brought her in and helped her and had people that were right there with her that had been with Playboy for 20 years, 15 years. And they helped integrate the story and the messaging and made sure that it was on brand message, but it didn't come tone deaf to the NFT community. And they hired from within. And then guess what they did just recently is they put out, uh, you know, job recommend uh, job recs for they wanted to hire some people to do some things um, in the uh, not only in the discord, but for other uh, projects that they're working on uh, around their Playboy avatars. And they said they're going to give priority to those that are active in that discord and in that community already. And I mean, it's the old school saying the old school philosophy of like, if you want to hire, you know, if you if you really want to hire people that care about what you're doing and love your company, like hire your fans, your biggest fans, and in some cases, hire your biggest critic, right? Because they're going to give you feedback and, and in some cases, uh, uh, say things that, that others might not be willing to. But I just feel like there's so many ways that brands can rethink this approach. And it doesn't mean that you need to do a mic drop, uh, you know, uh, NFT uh, drop or, you know, soda cans. And I, I would also say, like, think way different. Like, imagine if Coca-Cola did an NFT drop where they fractionalized 
the recipe for Coca-Cola. And therefore, every you know they could do a forty thousand NFT drop, and each person owned a fraction of the uh, of the recipe for Coca Cola. Or imagine this one, which I think like if you are if you have an amusement park, if you're a brand and you have anything that has to do with travel or amusement parks, imagine if like Six Flags or I wouldn't say Disney World because it's like big brand there, but like Six Flags has locations all around the United States. Imagine if Six Flags did an NFT series for one summer. Where if you went to three of their parks, that you got a special all-access pass the next season where you got to skip all of the lines. And the lines that you got to skip at any Six Flags was only for those NFT holders. Imagine how that would change like the, the dynamic. And we all know how Disney, Disney World has done that with their skip the line pass. But I, like, imagine if, like, how that would change where people were going to change their approach to where they're traveling, why they're traveling, how they're spending their money. You know, if you're a cruise company, I'm a big fan of cruise ships. You know, I've I've traveled to 76 countries, uh, and my goal is to you know hit 100 countries uh, before I turn 45. So I have five years left on that side. But I would say, you know, like, even if you're uh, hotels, maybe you're um, exclusive, um, all-inclusive hotels. You know, what if you were able to give you know people an NFT for every three days that they they stayed there? And then if you collected a certain amount of NFTs, it would open up a special uh, price package or it would give you, you know, go beyond just kind of like the, uh, the perks and the, and the benefit. You know, uh, you know, I'm a big Marriott fan. I'm, I'm loyal to Delta Airlines, but I could see so many different ways of really empowering uh, your greatest fans and doing it from the standpoint to not only you reward your fans, but incentivize them to you know spend more time to go to more locations to um, talk about more of them on social media and such. So, uh, hopefully, brands and leaders that are listening to this um, can check it out. Uh, if you want more brands kind of taking this approach, you know, feel free to share out the podcast uh, as well. And I you know I usually close out this uh, episode each episode with uh, you know a use case of NFTs because I believe uh, NFTs can have a use case every single day. And, and this podcast, of course, being daily um, is, has been a lot of fun with that. But there, I think I give a lot of uh, NFT use cases just now. And so I'll end this one with just this idea of, you know, when we look at crypto, we look at NFTs, we look at creator coins, and we look at the metaverse, it, it oftentimes feels as though it requires everything to change. But I actually think that it's not everything that, that needs to change. It's actually just our mindset, how we actually approach certain things. And ultimately, it's a shift towards this idea of educating and shared ownership. I've said this before. Imagine if that every, pro- every company that sold a product or service at a certain price point had a reason to care about the value of that product. And I'm looking at it right now in my, my kitchen on the other side of my office. Um, I bought a Ninja, um, you know, a Instapot style Ninja uh, cooker. I got one of those for Christmas. And imagine if Ninja, that, that, that Instapot cooker, imagine if, you know, I, I think it's about a $200 um, appliance. Imagine if they knew that, you know, if I, you know, if I love this Insta cooker and I, you know, had a, an NFT um, digital twin component to it, right? And I wanted to gift one to my my mom, or I wanted to gift one to my brother um, for one of their birthdays or their holidays. Imagine if there was a you know an NFT twin component of that, where you can actually trace you know beyond just affiliate marketing, but you know kind of showing that you know shared ownership. And then what if the other side of this is like I've said this for cars, right? Like if every car that is sold has an NFT twin. 
and that every time that car is resold on the secondary market, that the original car manufacturer gets a 10% cut automatically. How much more would those car companies care about you doing your oil change every 3,000 miles? How much more would those car companies care about giving you the greatest service ever so your car's value stayed higher so that you could actually, when you resold it, the car company's 10% would be at a higher rate? Think about that in this idea of the shift of ownership. I really think it's exciting times. With that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day. Until tomorrow, make it a great one. Cheers, my friends. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.